Sagittarian Matters, Jill Soloway joins the show to give advice, talk about I Love Dick, and more. Stay tuned. Hello from Los Angeles. Oh my gosh, producer Ponyo and I have been through a lot of driving since we last spoke. We drove from Portland to Los Angeles and found a bloody box spring in a motel along the way. Don't worry, we didn't sleep on it. But now we are here, and we jumped almost directly from the car into the home of Jill Soloway, my guest today. You know Jill from the show Transparent. They are also the leader of Topple Productions, the co-creator of the upcoming show, I Love Dick, and Jill used to write for Six Feet Under. What more do you want? You can watch I Love Dick starting today, Friday, May 12th. I recommend watching the whole thing. I loved it. It gave me lots of exciting feminist thoughts. Before we start the show, I want to say we referenced Jill's keynote speech at South by Southwest, where they did a thought experiment and had all the men stand up while Jill talked them through messages that girls and women traditionally receive growing up. We'll play a clip of that on the show, but if you want to hear the whole speech, you can find it online. You can also find Jill's manifesto, the Thanksgiving manifesto that they wrote with Eileen Miles online. In this manifesto, they ask that cisgendered men stop making art and writing for about a hundred years and let women and queer people take the helm for a second. If you stay tuned long enough in the episode, you're going to get some really good advice from Jill about making it in Hollywood as a writer and a gender queer. Now please enjoy my talk with Jill Soloway. Sagittarian matters, Sagittarian matters. What's the matter with you? Sagittarians matter. Shh. Jill Soloway, welcome to Sagittarian Matters. Sagittarians matter, after all. Did you ever wonder? I don't usually think Sagittarians matter, but then I listen to your podcast and I feel that Sagittarians do matter. That's what it's about, right? Making sure people know Sagittarians matter. We want to take up more space. (laughs) You know Sagittarians. Eileen's a Sagittarius. Oh. I'm a Sagittarius. You know, I'm not one of those kinds of lesbians. You're a Libra. Yeah, but I don't care about people's signs. I'm not that kind of lesbian. Well, that's okay. You're welcome here. Thank you. I mean, I know you don't care, but... We love Libras here on Sagittarian Matters. Okay, good. Libras matter, too. They do matter. They're sometimes indecisive. I don't find you to be that indecisive. Mm, I'm not so sure. Really? <laughs> that was me being indecisive. So you're an actor. Yeah. And a writer. Sometimes. And a director. Occasionally. And a creator. At times. What else? <laughs> Creatrix. Creatrix. Movement leader. Lesbian L. Ron Hubbard. Is that your title now? <laughs> Occasionally. I'm into that. Yeah. Jill, your voice has appeared on the podcast before. Perhaps oh, in the yeah. form of prank calls. I did like to do occasional prank calls and also some crank calls. 
crank and prank. No pizzas <laughs> were ordered. But also, I played part of the manifesto oh. that you and Eileen wrote during Eileen's episode, the Thanksgiving manifesto. Wonderful. In which you say that perhaps men for 100 years should chill out on making art. Just stop. Go to the park and hang out, and we'll tell you when we need you. We will call you. We will alert you. For now, just go to the park. Play hacky sack if you need to. Play ultimate frisbee. We don't care what you do. Just take your hands off of the controls of the universe, please. <laughs> I said it nicely. <laughs> How did I it go? Asked, please. The men still are not doing what I asked. I see. Has it been adopted by women? Are they ha- like the people oh, like the manifesto? Because well, I love know, the manifesto. Thank you. I will tell you that Eileen forwarded me an email from some Australian artsy types, and it is going to be displayed in an Australian art event. Maybe it's a museum. It might even be something wonderful. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for them to go to the park and just relax. Yeah. (laughs) Then we're going to get mad. We're going to be like, why are you guys in here on the park relaxing while we're doing all the work? Yeah. And they're going to say, you told us to. We were doing a lot of work. Yeah. And then you told us to go to the park. And so we've been here playing hacky sack and uh, having like scream circles. and. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's fine. Well, I I may be jealous of the men sitting in the park playing hacky sack um, while the women are taking on the hard work of the revolution. But I think I'll deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for you. to. You're kind of already dealing with it. Yeah. You're filling that void and it's not even there. You're filling it with content and it's kind of wedging, wedging, wedging a space, wedging a space. I just gave a talk and I was like, here's one of my tips for people. You don't have to be competitive with other people to get the thing, especially marginalized people. There's room for all of us. And I feel like you are making room for more marginalized, previously marginalized voices. Thank you for saying that. It's true. It's like I've dug into the sand and I've I've made a hole for myself and now I'm just like kicking and pushing and scraping and trying to make the hole bigger. Yeah. And you made the hole bigger and it's getting, the hole is getting bigger with I Love Dick. (laughs) (laughs) The hole is twice its size. I Love Dick's coming out May 12th. Yeah. That's my mom's birthday. Oh my God, perfect. She's going to be so happy. Happy birthday, Nicole's mom. We got dick for you. I'm going to say, mom, I signed up for Amazon Prime. The first thing you have to do is watch I Love Dick. Happy birthday. Here's your dick, mom. She's going to love that. Okay. We, what can you Just tell me like about... like every other birthday of your mother's. Uh, yeah. Other good things have happened on her birthday. Like I've been making diary comics that she's not allowed to read. Oh, and yeah. That's not so good. It's always near Mother's Day. Yeah. What do, what do we need to know about I Love Dick? Okay. Thanks for asking, Nicole. Um, it's based on a really famous feminist book by one Chris Krause. Do you mm-hmm. know who Chris Krause is? Yes. You do? Yes. Do your listeners... I don't know. I'm, I hope so. There's a book called I Love Dick, and it's really funny. And Chris Krause wrote it in 1997. And it's the kind of book that everyone will love, especially if they're fans of Sagittarian Matters or fans of Sagittarians Matter, the shadow pogrom of this show. What about Sagittarian Smatter? <laughs> pet Smart. Is it Pets Marked or is it Pets Pet Smart or Pets Mart or Pets Art? Happy Smother's Day. Is it direct TV or direct V? I don't know. <laughs> I was finding this out. I was trying to tag Travel Lodge in a tweet last night about finding blood on a mattress at one, and I couldn't figure out if there were two L's or one L. It's Trave Lodge. Trave Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> there were blood on your sheets? I left, but I was, oh I, was, I was doing a customary bed bug check. I had been driving for 13 hours, and I had looked underneath the sheet of the um, box spring and there was blood on it and I was like gotta go 
Oh, God, I can't sleep on that. No yeah. bed bugs, but yes, blood. Blood bugs. Okay, I love Nick. Bed bloods. Bed bloods. That's what you're looking. You're looking for bed bug blood, bed but oh. not the blood of somebody who previously stayed in that smoky room. Oh. It was a harsh scene. I showed up and I just was like, "How much can I take? I've been driving for 13 hours. Does it matter?" Yeah. And then I was like, "This blood matters. This matters. Sagittarians also matter. The Sagittarian matters too much. Blood matters. Bloods matter. Blood. Are you coming out as? <laughs> you support the bloods. Yeah. Bloods matter." Um, I Love Dick is a book written by Chris Krause, and it's a very feminist book. But the title, I Love Dick, would suggest that she's obsessed with a man's penis. She's not. She's obsessed with a man, and his name is Dick. Mm-hmm. Dick doesn't really like Chris so much. In fact, he thinks she's awful. It doesn't matter. Chris keeps writing. She writes letters and letters and letters, and then she shows them to her husband, Silver, and the two of them together become obsessed with Dick. It becomes a husband and wife game. That. Nicole J. George's is what we have translated into the television program that is now going to be on Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> I'm very excited. I've seen several of the episodes, a smattering of the okay. episodes. I think tomorrow I'm going to go. Are you go to that all day dick party? I'm I am. so jealous. And there's bean bags. What do you mean there's. Oh, to sleep, sit on? Yeah, to watch. People and, are going to be watching from bean bags. And tacos. And booze. And booze? But when is this going to air? This is going to air afterwards. I know. Okay, so people, people are, are just going to be mad. They're going to be upset, but they can tune in to I Love Deke. Yes. Deke? May 12th. May 12th. Is that next Saturday? It's a week from... It's, it's, it's a Friday. Oh, great. This airs on Friday. Yes, this is coming Friday. But sometimes they even put it up like Thursday at midnight. So check your local listings. Sometimes Sagittarian Matters comes on Thursday at midnight. Really? Yeah. For the Friday I dump? mean, Chris... Producer Chris works on it Thursday nights, and then before he goes to bed at like 2 o'clock in the morning, he throws it up there. So if I had an insomniac perfect uh, West Coast listener, they, they, might, kept, they might go turn on I Love Dig right now. It's true. Right now. Binge the whole dang season. Okay, now listen. Yeah. I've been a feminist for a long, long time. Okay. Long ass time. 20 years about. All right. Maybe 22. Right, roundabout. Thinking about when I was a teenager in Kansas, had a, veg- a fe- vegetarian, had a feminist moment. Uh, but watching the show reminded me, or really made me feel like um, it spelled out some things about the female gaze, or the oh. male gaze, oh. or objectification. Famale gaze. Yes, famale gaze. <laughs> you are trying to create the female gaze. I don't want to take credit for it. Go, go ahead. Okay, I invented the famale gaze. That's so cool. <laughs> Um, there's a woman named Laura Mulvey and she's like a academic theorist, cultural critic, and she coined the words male gaze. And so I am trying to also coin some words myself, including the female gaze, so that many years from now when people look in the Wikipedia or their World Book Encyclopedias next to the words female gaze, they'll see my name. Mm-hmm. Jill Soloway. Mm-hmm. Why? Who else's name? Or Jill, Jill Soloway. Jill Jill's- Oloway. Jill's Oloway. Jill's Olo. Jill Way. Solo. She's one person. Jill, Jill Solo. Jill Solo. Okay. Okay. Ne. Colgy Georges. That one's a little bit harder. Ne. Nicole. Nico. 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 Nico Georges. Lege Georges. Nico Lege Georges. You're innovating right now. Lege Georges. Lege Georges. Les George. Nico Les Georges. Nicole Les George. <laughs> Does that work? Are people sick Les- of us? No. All right. We're allowed. This is like inside the actor studio. Inside exactly. the innovator studio. Except for we've gone nuts. I think this happened 
around Thanksgiving, I think that we were talking about if your name was like Joe or Joel, and then I feel like I was just making noises with my mouth, being like Joel, Solo Joel. I don't Joel know. Joel Soloway. Yeah. Uh, okay. The female gaze. Yeah. Is what. Well, it's the opposite of the male gaze, I guess. It's women using their eyes to say, this is how I see. This is how I feel. This is who I am. I'm tired of being looked at, you stupid men with your horrible gaze. I guess I should clarify and say cis men, or as I like to call them, chismales. (laughs) Cis males. I like chismales. (laughs) (laughs) If you need to keep it secret on the chain gang and talk about them, you call call them the chismales. (laughs) You know, boy, oh boy, Nicole, every single day it occurs to me more and more and more how much of my personality problems are caused by being female. <laughs> like your personality <laughs> defects of character or what? No, but everything that's ever upset me um, or the places where I've had issues are results of under of of, of co- coming into confrontations with moments where I realize that there are things expected of me because of my femaleness, like what? that I'm not comfortable doing. Like have my appearance discussed before anything else? Like when I see people, people are like, "You look cute," or "You look great," or "I like your hair," or "I like your don't people don't do that to guys." No, no, they don't do that. But if they do, it's like they're condescending to them. It's condescending. It's they're trying to be cute or, or the man is a special man. He's a peacock and he's asking for it. Yeah. But men move through the world with a default position that I'm just here as a person. And I may have things to talk about. If you approach, I will talk about them. It's just like a moving through the world as the A instead of A1. The subject instead of the object. And as you've known me through the years... When we first met, I would never call, I've never called myself high femme, but I might have been considered low femme. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed being a girl. I never enjoyed being a girl. I'm lying. I never enjoyed being a girl. <laughs> I enjoy, I loved being a I girl. I enjoy being a girl. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. It was like non-consensual femininity. It was so, my whole, my whole, my whole persona was non-consensual. And it also was not sensual. It was non-sensual. Was calm. And I didn't consent to any of it. I just did it. And it's convenient now that I'm 50 and my enormous breasts and waspish waist are not around to distract <laughs> she smallies from their day anymore anyway. But the point is, maybe because of what my body looked like, because I kind of, in my teens and 20s and 30s, was perhaps shapely. Mm-hmm. I think I really just kind of went there and allowed myself to be taken in as that thing. And really, I would say in the past few years have been going, okay, my ideas, my mind, my thoughts, what I want to say, what I believe in, all that stuff can come first. It's mm-hmm. not that I didn't have those thoughts before, but they were always second or third or fourth. Mm-hmm. They had to wait for the right moment. So I wasn't overly threatening or too flirtatious, or whatever these things meant when they were in second or third or fourth place mm-hmm. behind my femaleness. Mm. Isn't this crazy? It's well, a lot for Sagittarius matterns. It's, <laughs> it's good for Sagittarius matters. Matterns. Matterns. <laughs> but you, I don't, I 
can't even, I honestly cannot even imagine what it was like to work in Hollywood 10 years ago or 15 years ago yeah. or whenever you started here and trying to be taken seriously and have people listen to you and not. I'm sure I was a, I was an annoyance to people because I would do the thing that was expected of me, which is fit in with the mostly male rooms and kind of be adorable and slightly adoring and be dirty and funny and write the female characters. But if I had anything really political to say, or if I really wanted to take a stand, like no woman would do this or things like just cause she slept with two guys in the same season, not the same episode, even same season does not mean she is the devil. It just means she's a regular person. And they were like, what? They're like, no woman would ever sleep with more than one man unless she was an awful slut who deserved to die. So she's going to cough in episode three and then, yeah. And then she'll have to die. No. Yeah. Um, well, men can't help it. All people make art that makes them feel better about being themselves. Yeah. And so men were making shows where the men were kind of overweight and awful and then like really attractive chicks just fawned over them yeah yeah <laughs> and then why wouldn't men put that sort of propaganda out if they had the chance it makes sense well now they're playing hacky sack in the park thank god somebody tell them you're filling the void i'm trying you're trying it's yeah. working it's working there's a whole new show oh there's another show no i love dick i'm yeah. just saying yeah there's a whole new show besides transparent it's called i love dick it's that what we're talking about and it, it says it and it shows it so beautifully. Thank you. I really think so. I really like, I, I just was feeling like a feminist. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It was, you know, things I'm like, oh, I've never seen this thing articulated exactly like this. And in such a way, it just feels like, you know, like when people say, oh, a novel is just, you know, a manifesto put to words. Mm. And I feel like the show was kind of a manifesto put to scenes mm, I love that. or acted out really beautifully. Like the moment where... The two guys are even, you know, drinking and they literally say, they are talking about women being muses in art and how shitty it feels to be a muse mm. because Dick has turned into yeah. Chris's muse. Yeah. He says it's humiliating. Yeah. And that, I just was like, oh, it just, as a woman, as an artist, as a woman who's been trying to be taken, who wanted to be taken seriously or had things to say from a young age when people were like, be quiet, girls mm -hmm. are dumb, don't you know? Mm -hmm. uh, it was value. It was a huge value Yeah, to me. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. And then listening to your South by Southwest talk. Oh, yes, thank you. Said the same, like, basically you did an experiment where you had all the men stand up and you kind of talked them through how it might feel Yeah. to live as the object yeah. instead of the subject. And it was just, it was a similar thing. I was like, <laughs> did, did you shed a tear? I got, I got choked up. Thank you. I, I feel like people must be sick of me. But when you say these things, it makes me realize I can live another day. What happens when we live in a culture where for women, desire is shamed? For women, desire is shamed. And so today I want to talk about what it means to grow up female. And instead of doing a thought experiment, I love thought experiments, but even more than thought exercises and thought experiments, we are going to use the power of PowerPoint <laughs> to do a feeling body experiment. So I'm going to ask all of the men in the audience to stand up. <clears throat> oh, this is very exciting for me, guys. <laughs> I can't even tell you. So these, these slides over here are going to be your... Um, just kind of get in your body, men, and just look at the slides. And try to feel these things with me as I say them and use the images to 
help you feel these things. So you are born and you are beautiful. People tell you how gorgeous you are all the time. You're such a cute little boy. You beautiful little boy, you're admired for the shape of your nose. You're patted on the head, the color of your hair, guys. You're told how cute you are for what you're wearing. You're patted and assessed and you're taken in and you're adored. You are so adorable, guys. And one day your pet dies and you go, oh, death. And you ask your parents and they say, God. And God is goddess. She is a woman. She is not you. She is very different than you. She is the all-powerful, mighty force that invented the world, and she has a daughter who is also not you. <laughs> and it is through her, through this daughter, that you are saved. This daughter represents your redemption, and you eat a bite of her every Sunday morning in church in the form of a wafer. <laughs> These creation-giving superpowers are not you. And then you go to school and you find out that there have been presidents and they are all not you. <laughs> not you. All of these people leading the world, not you, not you. Every last president, not you. And they tell you you can be anything. You can dream about being anything. And you wonder why they don't tell the girls they can be anything. Maybe because they already are everything. And then you, you grow up a little more and you turn on the radio. And all the songs seem to be about how beautiful you are. Just singing about, let's get it on with you, because you have my baby. Oh, you're under my thumb. Oh, boy, you'll be a man soon, because it hurts so. You're beautiful to me. All you men are... Oh, the shape of you. I don't even know how that one goes, but you've got legs, you guys. You've got legs. And I love to watch you strut. Ooh, I love to watch you strut. Yeah, I do. Doesn't it feel good, guys, to just be admired all day long? But be careful, guys. Be careful about being admired and being looked at. I hope this isn't confusing to you, but it's also your job, besides being beautiful, to make sure women don't have sex with you. So be gorgeous, but no, don't let women have sex with you. It's your job to say no. Your body and your, and your desire and your attractiveness are demanded, but they are also blamed. Your desire and your body is blamed. And you can get into a heap of trouble if you don't navigate your desirability correctly. If you navigate it incorrectly, there's a word for what you are, guys. That word is slut. You have mismanaged your desirability. And there's also a word called rape. And rape is something that has happened to all of you. Every last one of you standing. It's happened to you and all your friends. Your father told you about it. Your uncle, your brothers, they all told you to be careful of getting raped. And if you do get raped and you don't tell anybody right away, or if you do get raped and maybe you had something to drink, that case gets tried in a court by a bunch of women <laughs> deciding whether or not you actually wanted it. Your desire is in these women's hands. 
They're making the call about whether or not you were lying. They're talking about your desire. And there are so many laws about that body of yours. I mean, what if men got pregnant? I haven't worked out exactly how this is going to happen. <laughs> it's as if maybe the egg gets released during sex and it enters through the urethra of your penis. I'm not sure. This is, I'm going to get to this, guys, about how you can get pregnant. But imagine if you did get pregnant. And it was time for you to decide whether or not you wanted to have this baby. So just stand there with this feeling of pregnancy. And the only people who get to decide what happens with your body are more women. Because you are there to be looked at. So guys, we're loving looking at you right now. So just make sure you stand up straight and hold in your stomach and stick out your ass just a little bit. Because I want to put a sash on you. <laughs> like mayonnaise. I want to line you up like jars of mayonnaise and just put a ribbon on you because you're so lucky that you get to be admired. Doesn't it feel great to be admired in this culture? Okay, I'm going to ask you to sit down, but before you do, I want all of you to sit down except for, you can stay standing. You stay standing. You can stay standing. And you over there in the black shirt, the four of you can stay standing. The rest of you can sit down. You four probably are thrilled to know that you are the four finalists in the South by Southwest Dream Man pageant. Doesn't it feel fantastic? All right, we're going to narrow you down to the winner of the South by Southwest beauty pageant. How lucky are you to be admired and desired? All right, I'm sorry, you can sit down. There are three remaining finalists. You, sir, you can sit down. I'm so sorry. No, you, you're still standing. What we're looking at here is the next Mr. South by Southwest Dream Pageant and the possible first runner-up for the Miss South by Southwest Dream Pageant. If for any reason Mr. South by Southwest Dream Pageant cannot fulfill his duties, that means that the first runner-up will have to... Why do they do that, by the way? Why, why the fulfilling of the duties? At the very last minute, when they're about to crown somebody, they let her know that she may not be able to fulfill her duties. All right, neither of you are going to... You can sit down. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, men, for being in my body exercise. Very fun. Very fun for me. Not to be a Seinfeld, but have you ever noticed that I never try to sell you Blue Apron on the podcast? Or that we do not disparage and bemoan trips to the post office in favor of stamps.com? Well, it is because we have no advertisers. Zero. Producer Chris, producer Ponyo, and myself do this out of the goodness of our hearts. Because we like it. If you would like to tip producer Chris Sutton, who dedicates hours to this series every week, please, 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 please send your tip of $5, $10, who knows how much. That's your business via PayPal. Two, hornetleg at gmail.com. That is hornet, like the insect, leg, like one of his appendages, at gmail.com. If you do this, we will read your name on the podcast. Isn't that exciting? We may have advertisers someday, and we'll rant and rave about free sex toys and mattresses and blue apron and whatever, but in the meantime, thank you. We appreciate your support, and I look forward 
to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it too. That was Ponyo's voice. Don't be scared. Bye. Thank you this week to Shoshana Wechter. Thanks for being in Ponyo's inner circle. Around 2, 2.30, I started thinking about bed, bath, be ambient. Yeah. <laughs> bath, Are you on ambient bath, right now? bed, be, um, be ambient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> B-B-N-A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every day. It's like, when is this day going to end and do I get a, a whole or a half an ambient? Well, I can't deal with that. What would happen if I took an ambient? Don't do it. I'm not going to do it. I mean, I don't do it that often. Yeah. I think I've taken one on a half of one on a plane well, before. Well, it's so nice to know it exists. Yeah. Because the feeling of I'm never going to fall asleep is just one of the worst things. I have the gift of falling asleep anytime, anywhere. Oh my God, that's a huge gift. Enough so that once I was sleeping on the floor behind my table at a convention and someone left a zine about narcolepsy <laughs> on the table for me for when I woke up. And I was like, how dare you? Well, I, now that I could do is take a nap in the middle of a convention. Yeah. That I love. You have a it's, napping couch. It's lying in your, is it laying or lying? It's lying in your own damn bed in the dark of night when your brain won't turn off. That is the terrifying thing. Yeah. (laughs) That's hard. I have, I think of RuPaul. I think, I don't know if I said this on the podcast before. And I actually said this to RuPaul, which I was like, I hope this isn't weird. But when I try to fall asleep and if I can't, because my thoughts are like, I just imagine RuPaul sitting behind the desk in drag or out, just counting down from 60. That's good. Sometimes counting actual sheep. Like physical, like just like dirty, gross, like barnyard sheep walking Actually by. Sheep. That works for you? Yeah, but it's counting down from 60. That's a trick I learned from Dr. Laura Schlesinger, is counting down from 60. Counting, I added, Counting backwards from 100, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I added the RuPaul part myself. I have something that I do when I'm trying to fall asleep. I pretend I'm in Minneapolis and it's like 5 in the morning and everybody's going on a ski trip and we're all supposed to be in the car at 5. And I'm just about to get up, and somebody came in and said, actually, we're going to leave at 5.30. You get another 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just 20 minutes, and you got to leave it. <laughs> yeah. So then you're like, oh, thank God. Yes. You're appreciative. <laughs> and it's like a limit. You know, it's not the whole, you know, like, it's not the whole night. Yeah. It's also, it's no longer 11 or 12 at night. It's like 5 in the morning. You know what I mean? It's just like 20 minutes, and then I'm going on a ski trip. <laughs> so you can't wait. You're adding value yeah, to the time. Yes, and sometimes that works as a bedtime thing. Can I ask you a question? Do you smell like a warm, hot cheese in this room? <laughs> <laughs> you said, there's like a creamy, scent-making object that was placed in my room. Is it me? Is that, no, are you talking no, about me? It's been here for weeks. <laughs> Is this Sagittarian matter? Sagittarians matter. No, I can't figure out what it, maybe it's this rug. It's not a bad smell, but it's just like, it's like a hot cream. I'd have to smell the rug. Is it really an object? <laughs> well, a couple days ago, I did find a scent making bag under my bed. And was it like a, a witch put it there? And, and Brittany had put it there. Um, she is my son's nanny and occasionally does, you know, some around the house bag pudding frapping. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so I think she was like, Jill's bedroom stinks. I need to put this scented bag <laughs> underneath her bed. And when I got it out, I was like, thank God that smell is gone. And now I still smell it. <laughs> I don't smell a cheese. It's like a hot cream. It's like a, it's like yeah. a hot, 
It's like a, it's like a, what was, remember those, that hot cereal when you were Like a kid? cream of wheat? It's like a hot cream of wheat smell in my room. It is a cream of wheat smell, but it, I feel like this smell feels familiar to your home. Really? I think that your home may sometimes just smell like cream of wheat, which is a nice smell. <laughs> but my room smells like something different. It's like rotting books. <laughs> Book, old books plus cream of wheat. <laughs> Anyway, when we finish the podcast, we can look around. All right, we will. Uh, Remember when you found the rat in the attic? One time I was at Jill's house, (laughs) and she was like, will you go into the attic? I need to get something, but I'm very afraid of rats. And there might be a dead one up there. And I was like, no problem. What do I care for rats? I've lived on a farm. Yeah, and also you're a vegan, and you're an animal lover, and you love them dead or alive. I love, yeah, anything. Any state of decomposition, I love it. I just love it. Any, any animal. So what happened when you went a up scorpion, there? scorpion, a mouse. Tell me what happened. I climbed the ladder. I don't remember if I saw an actual, did I, oh, I saw a rat that was so decomposed that it had started, like, it was like half burn hole in the ground, half fur. It made a stain. His soul had made a stain. His soul made a stain, and then there was, like, fur coming out of the stain, and, like, maybe part of his wormy tail or something, and I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, there's a rat. There's definitely a rat. There is a rat there. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> You've gotten off track. I got off track. What would you pitch on Shark Tank if you had to pitch on Shark Tank? Well, you know what? I have my idea for the deodorant that transitions with you. Oh, yeah. It's called stealth. Stealth. Yeah, because sometimes you feel, femme in the morning, butch in the afternoon. And sometimes you feel, butch in the morning, and femme in the afternoon. And you want stealth. You want the deodorant that transitions with you. Great. Well, if you ever need somebody to help, I would like to do the... Stealth. Yeah. Your your gender isn't isn't stable, but your deodorant should be. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Like you have Mitchum, I see. Yes. I used to wear this starting in Mitchum. starting in middle school for a lot I had a powerful stench. <laughs> I had a I had a strong stench and it, it transitioned through diff, many different genders with me. Yeah. Mitchum. You came, you went. I came, I went. <laughs> I was I was a non consensual feminine ish person and then I was like, I want boys to listen to me, so I like Cut my hair, and I was like, I wish I didn't have boobs. I was like trying to kind of operate as a guy. It didn't work. No, guys didn't automatically you might start have listening a to me. Femininity. I just think that they it, male privilege didn't work that way. Yeah, like they weren't like this girl who's dressed like a boy is now a boy. They just were like, we don't want to fuck you, so now we are really confused. Yeah. Why <laughs> now you're we're here. really not going to talk to you? And then you know, at a certain point, I was like, oh, I can grow out my hair. It doesn't mean I'm a traitor to the feminist cause. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll try it. You are a traitor, though. I'm a traitor. I'm technically a traitor. I mean, you're wearing a very cute little collar with bunnies on it. Thanks. This is Victoria Beckham for Target. So cute. Whoever knew she and I would ever cross paths. You did. You did. But thank you for noticing. It's not really a betrayal of feminism to be femme. No. We know that. No. We know that here on Sagittarium. I like like being a strong femme and also being... it's, It's almost... There's something that's almost more... It makes men even more angry. It's hard to tell what makes men more angry. Yeah. Someone that looks like someone who might want to have sex with them but then doesn't? The best thing you can do is ignore them completely. Yeah. I feel at this point. Cheese mollies? Cheese mollies. I was going to say something about... What was I going to say about the feminine? I had a thought for you, but I lost it. That's okay. Do you have... Okay. This is backtracking many years, and we're running out of time. Okay. Because we have to go to a bat mitzvah. We really do. But uh, you had a wonderful book. That's it. Yeah. 
tiny ladies in shiny pants. And you have a chapter called Brain Pickings. Yes, I do, in Nicola Georges. Nicola Georges. Because so many people were like, hey, I'm your uncle's cousin's nephew's roommate's friend. Can I take you to coffee and pick your brain? Exactly. And so many people have said that to you. And this was before... Before any, anything. Before any of my recent fame. Before you were toppling the, the patriarchy, patriarchy with Topple. I know, it's true. Uh, I was just a six-feet underwriter and they wanted to pick my brain. They wanted to pick your brain. And you had had so many, like, $3.50 value, uh, t- you know, where they were like, we'll that buy you. the shocking part, where they would offer a cup of coffee. Yeah. So your, your tip As was... As if I would go, oh my God, coffee! Where would you get coffee? And how would I ever come up with a dollar for coffee? Oh, this person wants to get me coffee! Of course I'll tell them everything I know. <laughs> they should say sushi or something. That's what you said in the book. I thought that yeah. was nice. Yeah, offer sushi. At least buy them something good. But so in the book you added, just you just had a list of your tips. You're like, here, follow all yeah, these tips. Are. I said, my brain has in fact been freshly picked. <laughs> and the pickings of it are here for you to for- pick through with your picker. So what are your current brain pickings? What is your advice for young young artists? Great. Thank you for asking me Or this. feminists or any uh, gender, gender queer, anyone. Anyone. Okay, if you're genderqueer, lead with your genderqueerness. People are looking for those non-binary folks out here right now. Mm-hmm. There's gold rush here in Hollywood. It's true. They want you. It's true. <laughs> Just don't, don't, don't hide it. Don't hide it. Lean in. Lean into your genderqueerness. Um, this is what I would say. Coffee. Here's the first thing I want to tell everybody. Okay. Brand yourself. Mm. If your name is Nicole J. Georges, do me a favor. Go ahead. Make sure your email address is Nicole J. George's at, at Gmail and not a fork pattern. <laughs> it's 48. It Just use your same name. Yeah. If you're going to put J in the middle of your godforsaken name everywhere, on your Gmail address, on your Twitter, on your Instagram, <laughs> everywhere, yeah. let Nicole. So you have no idea how many people send me a script and their email says, Francesca Leibowitz, and then when you look at their, that's like the name that it says, and then when you look at their email address, it says Franny Lieber at Hotmail, and then the script is attached, and the name that they've put on their script is something else entirely. Just pick one name and use it everywhere. Yeah. Okay, that's an obvious piece of advice. This is good advice. If people are going to talk about you, they need to know what to call you. Yeah. And if your name is is going to be Francesca Lieber, then be Francesca Lieber. Mm-hmm. Do not be Fran Lieber. Do not be Franny Lieber. Do not be Francesca L. <laughs> Just be Francesca Lieber. All right. Okay? Okay. Seriously. Your name is your brand. Name is Bond. Name is Bond. People can't talk about you if they don't know what your fucking name is. And that should start with the email you send, the name that shows up on your email, your actual email address, the name on your script, the name on your Twitter, the name on your Instagram, all of it. Same. The same. Yeah. You got me? I got you. Thank you. Then once you've taken your name and you've understood that this is your name and you're going to keep using it, you know what? What? Apply for some shit. Oh. Get into the Sundance Screenwriters Program. Apply for the Film Independent Fellows Program. Mm-hmm. Get into the Ars Nova Playwriting Hufflepuff. Do a residency at Hedgebrook. Mm. Attach your brand to other brands. Mm. Get something published for free on Hello Giggles. 
Mm-hmm. Write an article that ends up in Ziziva. Don't just be Francesca Lieber. Attach your brand to other brands that makes people go, wow, they're one of the Sundance fellows. Mm-hmm. They were an Outfest Native American finalist. Very unlikely for somebody named Francesca Lieber, but still very impressive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Don't just make a blog and send it to me. Yeah. Get some other people to say that you're great. Yeah. Enter things. Yeah. If you can't afford it, write a letter and get a fee waiver. Browse. Just get your shit into other shit. Yeah. And what if you get rejected for at first? It happened to me over and over again. I got what? Rejected. I got rejected from the Sundance Directing Lab. I got rejected from the Sun- Sundance Screenwriting Lab. Fine. That's not the issue. Right. I ended up winning the Directing Award that same year. Gotcha. It's... I'm just trying to say. Yeah. Look, in my case, it didn't work to join a program. But you, but but you tried, and you. But I tried. Yeah. And I got to know the people, and you go to the things, and you know who the people. You just there's a community of people who are actually looking for the up and coming voices and wanting to throw them into their brands. The Film Independent Fellows Program. Every film festival. Every there are so many organizations that are trying to <laughs> scoop up all you gender nonconforming people out there and anybody. And get you into their programs. So don't just wander in a lonely hovel. Yeah. Submit. Yeah. Submit and submit. And you know what? What? Do some new stuff every day. Mm. Every couple days. Keep sending your shit to people. Yeah. Make something. Mm -hmm. If you have a screenplay, just start shooting it. Just go to somebody's house, get a camera, get some friends, act it out, edit it, show it to people, Mm -hmm. take their notes, edit it again. So many people are just waiting for somebody to give them the money yeah. or somebody else to say, you got to do it yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. No. Nobody's going to come to you and say, can I produce your idea? What is it? Nobody. No. No one's knocking on your door saying, can I look through your files? Is there anything in there that you've never done anything with? Let's look in your My Documents folder on your... <laughs> <laughs> Let's open up that My Documents folder on your... Wait. So you as a producer and a head of a production company right. and a director, you don't go to... Pe- you don't go door to door... Excuse me. Nicole, Nico J. George's. Those and then my dogs start barking. Yeah. They heard that. They heard that. I don't want to, I don't come over and ask you what's in your My Documents folder. No. You want me to send it to you with my name attached no. to it that's the same I as my email address? What do you want? I want you to enter a contest and win it. Yeah. And then I want to read about you mm-hmm. in a gossip rag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want you to be on the blacklist. I want you to be on the... On, on the Kilroy's list. I want you to, I want to keep seeing your name everywhere. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Because I'm, are the dogs, are the dogs reading the podcast? This, uh, this podcast has surprisingly many dog barks. Okay, good. Because our, one of our producers is a dog, so. Okay. Very used to it. I want to see the name Nicole J. George's everywhere. I, there it is again. She's yeah. funny on Twitter. Oh my God, I love her art on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Wow, she just had the little animated short that was in sun it's like she's everywhere yeah then i want to get the email from you yeah with the thing because the person has already shown that they have legs and i'm like oh my god it's nicole j george's i've seen her everywhere and now she has a beautifully written pilot that is so gorgeously crafted Mm -hmm. it's just undeniable yeah yeah people aren't gonna pay you to do something they haven't seen you do or succeed at yeah, they they want they want to pull people up who have succeeded at a level just below. So yeah. if you want to 
be staffed on a TV show. If you want to get your show made, you should probably be staffed on a TV show. If you want to be staffed on a TV show, it'd be great if you started off as a production assistant on that same show. Mm-hmm. You've got to have your scripts ready. You've got to just do it. You've got to keep working at it every day. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that people, a lot of people are just like, oh, st- TV is storytelling. I've got stories. I can do it. A lot of people think they can do it. Yeah. I don't go around thinking I can do dentistry. Well, you've seen teeth. <laughs> you've got teeth. I don't go. I don't go into a dentist's office and tap him on the shoulder and say, "Hey, can I have a can I have a try at this mouth?" But so many people come to me thinking that because they're people, they have great stories, and that their TV show should be my TV show. Mm-hmm. I can floss. <laughs> Would you mind, brain surgeon, if I just got in there next to you and did some brain surgery with you? Just give me a give me a scalpel. Just. I just open up that brain and point it towards me. I can do this. So, yes. Yes. Don't just send me an email. I have a great idea for a TV show. Yes. Just Don't do that. So many people do that. I yeah. thought you would love this idea for a TV show. It's about a woman who loves Dick and who is transgender. They take the things that I've already done and they send me ideas that are very similar to what I've already done. Like I, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to do another show about somebody's parent coming out as trans. All right. Those are good brain pickings. Yeah, thank you. Freshly picked. You? Freshly picked is spelled P-I-C-T. P-I-C-T? <laughs> Freshly picked like a little brain R. pickings. Yeah, it's a little R. When I met you, it was right before I think you made Afternoon Delight. It was like, you were like, oh, I have all this what time. What was I like then before I was successful? Well, you were the same. I was. You were the same. You were a little well, different, a lot, but you were the same. I had a lot of same. yearning, though, didn't I? I had a lot well, of yearning. You were just like still motivated. I was. You were like maybe a little bit less busy. But you were like, I want to make this thing, so I'm just going to make this thing. Mm-hmm. And then you made the thing. I had some driving force to me. Yeah, because yes. you're like, I want to direct. Yeah, I and knew that, huh? So then you directed it. Yeah. And then, like... We met at a fantastic artist retreat in Mexico, for for the listeners who are curious where we met. We are part of a literary community. Yeah. And getting involved in the literary community is how we found the community. Exactly, Radar Labs. And in fact, yeah. it's a little full circle. The person who invited us both to Radar Labs in Mexico is the same person who's bought, bought Mitzvah Party we're going to tonight. Beth Pickens. Beth Pickens. And Michelle T. Michelle T. They are a whole queer community unto themselves. I know. And now they're part of the L.A. community. Yeah. And then and then here I am. And here you are. I be hitching my chihuahua here. We're here. Everybody's coming to L.A. Yeah. There's gold in them bar hills. There's gold in the hills. Especially for the queers. And there's sun. And their son. Do you have any last pickings for listeners before we go to Beth Pickens? Oh, yeah, perfect. Well, I do want people to know that Sagittarians matter. Thank you. That it's probably one of the least cute Zodiac names. Maybe Cancer is the worst. (laughs) And I think right before that would be Sagittarius. Everything else is easier. (laughs) Aries is cuter. Leo is so much cuter. Libra is cuter. Capricorn's down there with Sagittarius. (laughs) Don't really. Just not cute names. No. But you know what? what? After all, Sagittarians do matter. Thank you. Oh, that's not what this is. It's Sagittarian matters. These are things that matter to me. You matter Oh, the to matters. Me. Oh, the matters. Okay, the matters of a Sagittarian. These are the things that matter to this me. The whole time. I was thought you were trying to convince me that Sagittarians matter. Oh, no, we know but we they matter. they don't. <laughs> we're not Leos who need other people to tell us we matter. We just know. No offense, Leos. <laughs> Sagittarians matter. Sagittarians matter. What's the matter with you? Shh. Sagittarian matters. Shh. 
that's it. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Panyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.